The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Pure Bracket Wisdom is brought to you by Pure Hoops Media. Here's the man who runs all the numbers and cracks the codes for bracket success, Ed Feng. It's the day before your brackets are due in your pool, and I want to leave you with two stories. One is going to cover the lower seed that could surprise you from the East region. And the second one will make one last attempt to get you to use analytics, but also explain why you might deviate from it. Welcome to another episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast. My name is Ed Fang, founder of ThePowerRank.com. And we spent a lot of time talking about the top eight teams in the nation. These are the ones seated one or two in your bracket. But what about a lower-seeded team that might make a run? Let's look at Virginia Tech. Now, this might surprise you. If you go to my site, thepowerrank.com, and look at the college basketball team rankings, Virginia Tech ranks 18th. So these are my rankings based on margin of victory adjusted for strength of schedule. But there are a few factors that really like the Hokies. First, they get guard Justin Robinson back. On the surface, this might not seem that important. He's not the most talented guy on the roster. That's probably 6-foot, 5-inch wing Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's making 38% of his threes, 54% of his twos, and on the latest ESPN mock draft, he's listed as a first-round draft pick. Virginia Tech also has Kerry Blackshear. He's a 6-foot, 10-inch big, and he's a really versatile player that can throw down a huge dunk but can also make a three-pointer. However, I rely on Adam Stanko of Pure Hoops Media for my basketball knowledge. He's done a one-minute preview of all 68 tourney teams, and you can catch all of these on Pure Hoops Quick Hitters. In his Virginia Tech preview, Adam calls Justin Robinson their most important player. As the point guard, he's the one that runs the show and controls the tempo of the game. It also helps that he's hitting 41% of his three-point shots. And the numbers support what Adam is saying. Before Robinson got injured, Virginia Tech was 12th in the nation in my college basketball team rankings, so they've dropped to 18th since his injury. Robinson is back for Virginia Tech, and that makes him dangerous. This is a team that loves to shoot the three. 45% of their field goal attempts come from behind the arc, and that's 37th highest in the nation. But they're also good at shooting the three. Over 39% of their three-pointers go in, so this makes them dangerous. At their best, their ball movement is breathtaking. They had Duke on their heels all game when they came to Blacksburg to play Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was able to pull off the upset in this game. Virginia Tech didn't have Justin Robinson in that game, but of course, Duke didn't have Zion Williamson either. Overall, Virginia Tech on offense, when I look at points per possession adjusted for strength of schedule, they rank 6th. Now, that was before the Robinson injury. Now, on defense, they're not as good. For the whole season, they rank 40th by my points per play adjusted for strength of schedule. I really like this Virginia Tech because they're really well coached under Buzz Williams. This is a coach that appeared on my radar about a decade ago when I first started running numbers. I was wondering how this Marquette team in the Big East that didn't have the best record kept showing up in the top 20 of my college basketball rankings. 
Buzz Williams is really good at getting his team to make high-percentage plays that maximize their talent. Now, even with Justin Robinson, Virginia Tech is going to be looking up at Duke and Michigan State in the East region. And I'm not necessarily recommending that you pick Virginia Tech to go far, but they are a very dangerous team. We began this podcast series with the idea of using analytics to help you fill out your bracket. I've talked a lot about how the higher ranked team by my team rankings has won in excess of 71% of tournament games. But I want to circle back on the consequences of this decision, especially in this first round of games. Now, at the most simple level, you can just go to my site, thepowerrank.com, you find the college basketball rankings, and you pick the higher ranked team in each game. When you do this, you might say, but Ed, I don't like this. And you probably have two complaints. One, my bracket is boring. And two, I'm not going to get every one of these games right. And you would be dead right on both accounts. So let me just address the first one. Sure, your bracket is boring, but that doesn't make March Madness any less exciting. Let's say Murray State upsets Marquette for a big 12 over 5 upset. You lost one point in your bracket. Is that going to make you feel any less excited about a 12 over 5? Probably not. And yes, you're not going to get every game right. But neither will anyone else. Do you remember when Warren Buffett offered a billion dollars for the perfect bracket? Every single bracket was dead by the end of Friday. No one got the first 32 games right. So when you go by analytics, it's not that you're going to get every single game right. You can't call some of these upsets in March Madness. But the idea is analytics gives you a really easy way to fill out that first round of games and get the highest expected number of points. And I believe that this is going to be even more useful in 2019. The committee did a really good job with seeding these teams, and oftentimes it's going to be the higher seed that's going to win these games. Now, I don't think people are actually going to pick less upsets. So this means that you're probably going to be doing better than other people in your pool who are trying to pick these upsets. But you're still probably not sure about picking the analytics favorite in every game. But honestly, this is part of what makes you human. Let me explain. In the book, The Ravenous Brain, cognitive scientist Daniel Bohr talks about the human ability to find patterns. This is what really separates humans from other animal species. So, for example, humans and monkeys can both hold four items in their working memory. But humans really excel because they can see patterns and make connections between these four items. And clearly, this is what leads to mathematics and science and this technological civilization that has put a computer in your pocket. However, this ability to see patterns also gets us in big trouble in sports. Randomness plays a big role in sports. And also, streaks tend to appear in randomness way more often than humans expect. And this means that we as humans see patterns in this randomness that we know as sports. And if you don't believe me, find the Indiana fan that thought his or her team was good when they had lost 12 out of 13 games. But it gets even worse when we talk about making predictions on something that's random. Bohr, in his book, he talks about a light detection experiment. In this experiment, the user a human being, is asked to predict whether the left or the right light is going to flash next. In reality, the, the left light is going to flash at random 80% of the time, and the other times, the right light is going to flash. The optimal strategy is to pick the left light every time. 
you're going to be right 80% of the time. Rats can figure this out. However, that's not what human beings do. They want to be right all the time. They want to be able to predict the randomness. So what happens is humans end up picking the left light 80% of the time at random. This clearly reduces your accuracy in predicting the right light. I really find this horrifying. But yet, it also explains why you still might want to go against the analytics in some of those round of 64 games. Be like a rat. Pick the event with a higher probability. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast. If you really want to win your pool and you are kind of running out of time, you can get my full bracket advice. With this service, I make it drop that easy for you to fill out your bracket with my best numbers. To learn more, go to thepowerrank.net. That's a URL that'll take you to my site so you can learn more about my full bracket advice. That's thepowerrank.net. This is the last episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom podcast before the tournament, and I have many people to thank. David Nasternak does the editing for this podcast, as well as my other podcast, The Football Analytics Show. None of this would be possible without him. Chris Foltz composed all the music for these episodes. And a special thank you to Adam Stanko. I've known him since high school, and he's the one that introduced me to this opportunity to work with Pure Hoops Media. Also, a big thanks to Bruce Bernstein and Eric Newman for supporting me through these 11 episodes. Also, you're going to want to check out the 68 shows that Adam Stanko did on each of the tournament teams. To do this, go to Pure Hoops Quick Hitters on Apple Podcasts. The Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. There are three other shows that you definitely want to check out. The Mike Wise Show appears on Mondays. Journalist and storyteller Mike Wise interviews the biggest influencers in basketball. Catch and Shoot appears on Wednesdays. Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov, two of the sharpest basketball minds, tackle the biggest stories and chat with the most interesting people. The Pure Hoops Podcast appears on Friday. Join three-time NBA champion BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman for the insider perspective. 